0: Dan, I'm hearing that the FBI director has had something very important to say about our safety security. So take us away.
1: Sure. And this was uh, Wednesday when we are recording, Director Ray speaking to the uh, House Committee, uh, warning of Chinese cyber attacks on the nation. And it's really fundamental in some ways, and, and it's very bothersome. It's top to bottom. Ray talked about our critical infrastructure under attack being probed and so on. And that's our water districts, energy, banking, all of the the critic food, the the things we need. um, That piece of it, a lot of theft of intellectual property, theft of money, you know, hacking, that kind of thing that, that we talk about regularly. Then also particularly as we come into the election season all the misinformation that is malinformation and disinformation all the bad stuff to foment disagreement and make it harder to ascertain what's truly going on because you get all this other noise into the system it's a common tactic of autocrats everywhere going back to the 100 years ago with Stalin. That's what Ray warned about. And it's all happening because of cyber. And it's one of these, we got to be very careful. Stuff's going on. We're in very dangerous times right now, Julie.
0: Just this headline, right? It's like the headline you're referring to, FBI director warns that Chinese hackers are preparing to wreak havoc on U.S. critical infrastructure. That's huge right? And then we get into what the head of CISA had to say about it, Jen Easterly. Unfortunately, the technology underpinning this critical infrastructure is inherently insecure because of decades of software developers not being held liable for defective technology, that this Mm -hmm. has led to incentives where features and speed to market have been prioritized against Security, leading our nation vulnerable. I think mm-hmm. meant leaving, but leaving our nation vulnerable <laughs> to cyber invasion, and that has to stop. Wow, yeah. how condemning yeah. is that?
1: It's not only condemning; it's <sighs> accurate. Uh, as we've talked, I was in the aerospace industry early yep. on, for forty what is now forty-four years ago, and I was there some high-level kind of security places. I worked for the MITRE Corporation when cybersecurity was truly just in its infancy and worked for a company called TRW later on in my career there. And we understood back then how bad the technology could be, on was... And how good it could be, on the other hand, there's principles of cybersecurity, of, of software engineering that we're evolving then. And we don't hold companies liable for not implementing them. It's a challenge. There's a question of exactly what do we mean by security and what exactly are we going to hold people liable for? That's a major open question, but there are people working that problem. You know, we, we basically know what to do. We just got to get our heads around it that way. But I think the other piece of this as well, Julie, yeah. and that's where I want to take this conversation, is that because of that technology in, in inadequacies, it's not just that our critical infrastructures are at risk right now. Today, cybercrime is going on that we could block with better policies, better procedures, better liability. We can do those things. I'm sure you'd like an example, right?
0: I think it would be really helpful for our audience to know where exactly are we talking about that there are are these vulnerabilities. What does that mean and where would policy step in? So, yeah, let's do it.
1: So a colleague of mine, PhD in computer science, in fact, emailed me over the weekend just a victim of an e-sim swap swim swapping basically bad guy goes into a telco store mm-hmm. he says, like t-mobile Bob,
0: or yeah any of those guys
1: yeah yep and says i'm stan stall and i want a new phone oh thank you very much mr stall we'll be happy to help you may i see some documentation oh sure Here's my driver's license. Fraudulent, of course, but here's my driver's Oh, thank you very much, Mr. Stahl. We'll be happy to help you. And this fraud walks out of the store with a phone that is now my phone. My real phone no longer works. This person now has my phone and on it, all of my passwords, my bank account information, and so on. My colleague, my friend had money stolen from his account this way. And of course, the telecommunication companies, oh, we're not responsible for it. They should be responsible for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah? This is one of those places we were talking about.
1: The technology. Big news this week. Another example. And this is the implications of AI
0: unfettered
1: without appropriate legal structures around it. You can do anything you want right now,
0: pretty much. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: So, you want to see Taylor Swift and ostensibly pornographic images? AI can do that for you. Oh, and then you can put them online and share them with everybody. And of course, X makes zillions of dollars as it winks, as it takes those images off and then puts them back on. And, 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 and Taylor Swift is one piece of it. We had the story last week of a young man, 17-year-old committed suicide because of a sexploitation sextortion attack those okay we technology that prevents those things that doesn't allow it to happen hearings in the senate today on how to protect our kids there's so much julie that we can do which is a segue of course to one of the things we definitely want to talk about which is someone some organization doing something about it that we just yep. absolutely love.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. You Indeed we do. Indeed we do. But you what
0: I, I guess what I can tell you is just that there's wrapping up what we just said, the, there's this personal element of awareness and responsibility that we have to have. Right. Yeah. And then there yeah. is this reality too, that like with Jenny Sterley's question of we've been rushing things to market without proper protections
1: And Mm -hmm. now
0: as policy, we're going backwards, like behind years late to try to clean up the mess. And I, as I think back, like when I worked in politics for a long time, how much political capital it takes as a member of Congress to get anything done. And you've got to be ready to spend that on behalf of this. And what made it always easier to have me go, If I was a member of Congress to say, yes, this is important and it's worth doing, was because I had an influx of people calling, people writing, and saying that it was like we're demanding it. Without that, there's no, unless there's actual political contribution. So that's how we get things done politically. Mm -hmm. So without that piece, let's not pretend that things will change. There has to be pressure.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about Kathy
0: Waters and all of our heroes doing good things. That's right.
1: Talk about putting pressure on so kathy waters (laughs) has an organization advocating against romance scam where she pushes congress let's do something about this and kathy has just started a new campaign called my voice that i just love yeah i look at it as okay you're a victim of a romance scam sign a pledge sign a card that's all it takes. Just be open about it because there's a lot of reticence towards being open. Of course. But let's collect together yeah. all the victims of romance scams and take these 100,000 cards or half a million cards or 7 million cards. I don't know how many there are. Sadly, every one is one too many. But let's build some momentum to get Congress to act. that That's Kathy's my voice campaign. I love it.
0: I love that too. And I think that she, we, it's not easy for most people to go start a movement, but when someone like Kathy is and does the least that we can do is support her doing the work to mm-hmm. raise awareness, to advocate for better hope for victims, for more awareness for all of us. So let's do our part to support her. So we at secure the village can't wait to support that campaign as it starts to go. So follow mm-hmm. us on social and Watch what we're doing there and then get involved. But absolutely awareness is everything. So definitely do that piece of it. So Stan, any last words as we close our episode for yeah. today?
1: Just starting again with Director Ray's testimony today and extending it all the way out to the the we the people aspect to it. It's the attacks are coming down at ground level, as we talk about. They're hitting the small guy they're hitting false families individuals so much and down at ground level we're not prepared to deal with these things yeah if it takes 27 steps to secure your phone or to secure an app people can't do that no it's we've got to build this stuff in we've got to make it easy the promise of the internet is so vast it's so great. What a tragedy. What a human tragedy that we don't do a better job of protecting ourselves. And this is our challenge. This is what we have to do, Julie. And this is at the same time, partly why I'm grateful to you for bringing the podcast into fruition, helping it move through to. People like my board, all of our volunteers, all the people in other nonprofits around the country, around the world that are working on this, nonprofit cyber members like us, Sightline Security, Center for Internet Security, Cyber Readiness Institute, all the cyber crime support network. There's a lot of work, but let's, where we're at, this is what we got to do. Let's go secure the world.
0: Yes, we Uh, shall. uh, Thank you so much, Dr. Stan. See you next time, folks, (laughs) same time this week here at Live on Cyber.
1: Thanks, Julie.